Today we're going to be talking about how to get started on time management when you're doing real estate investing. As a single professional, I had debt and no savings after my divorce. I always wonder how I can start investing in real estate to secure my future. I studied programs that gave me all the benefits of investing in real estate. Some claim I could start with no money, but I could not find one that gave me the practical, actionable steps I needed. As a wealth advisor, I've met people that own real estate but weren't ahead financially. They were rich, but they weren't wealthy. Then I finally realized that there was one vital component missing that makes someone become wealthy or not. And on the show, I will reveal what I found and give you the step-by-step -step actions to start investing in real estate and increase your wealth. My name is Araceli. Let's get started. Today, it's all about time management in real estate investing. Well, as you know, time is a resource that we all have, but it's very limited. And when it's gone, it's gone. And it is very important to have some organization when it comes down to time management. If you have worked or you have the ability to do that and do some uh, scheduling, you will know exactly what I mean. Um, my background is in project management and I've done this for many, many years in the corporate world. And as you go along, as you get good at your craft, you will see that there's always certain things that happen and keep happening all the time when you're doing projects. I still had to learn some of the things that we call bottlenecks, right? What is the thing that takes the longest and is the most difficult thing to do when you're doing a project? Each one, it's industry related. So I had to learn, even though I had the framework of a project manager learning all of the steps that I needed to do in repairing a property is still there and I had to learn it. So for me, it was kind of a half learning curve because I already had the framework. But if you're not a project manager and you've never done anything like this, it's gonna take you a little longer to get organized. And today what we're gonna talk about is just the first kind of first three steps that you need to look at when you're doing some project management. So there's, there's basically three things that we're going to discuss today. First of all is set the expectations for your project. Number two is define the right scope of work or exactly what you expect to happen. If you're going to renovate, what exactly is going to be changed and who's going to do it. And the third one is to follow templates. And I do have lots of templates in my course and if you are interested in finding more about it all the details are in the notes um, but right now let's get started and we can take a look and see how you can get start organizing yourself when it comes down to time management so no matter how you decide to complete the repairs you are the boss you always have to remember that and therefore you need to stay organized if you don't have great organizational skills, I advise you to partner with someone that does. 
as in the end you will be solely responsible for the success of the project. So even though you have a GC or a general contractor, you are the boss of him or her. And they have to follow your instructions and look for direction from you. So time management. So to be successful in your project, you need to be able to balance deadlines, a budget and the quality of work. This can be very stressful, even for the simplest projects. And this is where organizational skills come into play. Lack of organization is detrimental to any project, but there are many ways to ensure you achieve what you set out to do. Uh, this is one of my four tests. This is one things that I used to do in the corporate world. So that's one of the things that I was able to use here. And it, it is tough, I tell you, with contractors, general contractors, the deadlines change all the time. There's a lot of things that you cannot control. The only thing that you can do is juggle and make sure that you can uh, fit in everything as you can. So the first thing that you need to do is set some expectation. And uh, you have to do that from the beginning. You should let your general contractor or independent contractors know what your expectations are for the project. This should include the quality of work you expect, who is responsible for which tasks, and how your team should communicate with each other. The sooner you explain to your team members what's expected of them, the easier it will be to ensure everyone is working towards a common goal and will eradicate any confusion and assumptions from the outset. One of the biggest things is if you have two independent contractors, let's say an electrician and a framer. So you're framing the house and you're having the electrical put in. Sometimes the communication in between the two of them is not the greatest. So you have to be in the middle. And you have to ensure that both of them understand, first of all, what each one is supposed to do and then how they interact with each other. So as you can see, it becomes more and more difficult when you have more people working in the project because sometimes they think, well, you know, I thought that we're supposed to put the electrical here. And then the other guy comes in and says, well, I'm supposed to put this here and now this is in the way and I can't do it. So that's why it is important to get familiar with the scope of work. What are they going to do? And just a little bit of the sequence, you don't have to be an expert, but just know kind of the milestones to accomplish by each one of them so they don't get in each other's way. Sometimes one thing needs to be finished before the next one can start and you have to be aware of what that is because you don't want people to be idle in the project and they will charge you for it, that's for sure. So this is where the definition of the scope of work is important. As a project manager, remember you are the project manager on the entire thing. So the first step is to planning what is to do. What is the scope of work? Uh, so you need to understand the project deliverables. And what that means is what is expected of everyone to finish. So what are the outcomes? 
we're gonna have electrical, we're gonna have walls, we're gonna have insulation, we're gonna have floors. Is there a set budget? Each one of the contractors, independent contractors, have their own budget to complete their own portion of the work. And then the time frame. And then you also need to understand how long it's going to take each one to finish. Take a look at the resources as well. Sometimes you will run into a project that needs to have something completed before something else can be done. Uh, one of the biggest examples is doing the electrical before you can put the drywall in. Well, if for some reason the electrician is not available or you're not able to get the right person to come in at a certain period of time, you're gonna have the house idle and then you're gonna have to manage that. So remember, it always comes down to time, money, and the quality of work. So who are the stakeholders? So anybody that is involved in the project is a stakeholder and they will have something to do with it, that people that are involved in the project. Then you have your contractors, the GC, investors, if you do have investors, um, and also realtors could play a part in this as well. So one of the things that I'm going to ask you to do at the beginning is to follow a template when managing a project. There is really no need to reinvent the wheel. If this is your first project, source document templates that you can use as a solid starting point. It will make your job much easier and it means you will have a set of workable templates for future reference. It also gives you a good idea of how to log everything, your work, detailed notes, etc. And how to handle certain problems and then similar issues arise. These three things can get you started into your time management endeavor. So remember that no matter what you do, no matter how much planning you do, there's always going to be some juggling and some changing along the way. But if you do not have a plan, it's going to be way more difficult than if you do have a plan and then just adjust the plan as you go along. Because no matter how good you are of a planner, there's always some changes that are going to happen along the way. Some of them will be under your control. Some of them are not going to be, but you're still responsible to make the necessary changes to bring the project to success. And just remember, setting the right expectations from the beginning is key. Then make sure that you know your scope of work, exactly what you want to change. And the last one is follow a template. And if you do not have one, please check the link below and learn how to get started in real estate investing. I'll be happy to help you. I will see you in the next one. Thank you for being here on the show. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when there are more shows available. And if you would like to have more information on how to start investing in real estate, please visit my website at www.arisalihernandez.com. Thank you.